0: Yeah, that's crazy. And I remember the night, the night that uh, we did ep- recorded episode eighty, we were playing around, starting to look this stuff up, because I was like, yeah. "Well, what what is a solar array?" And it's it's kind of difficult to figure it out because it's an assembly of uh, like a series of panels, and you can never right. really. I couldn't find but I didn't dig deep into their documents like this is, yeah there's no
1: standard metric I mean it's bigger than what you can put on the roof of a standard house but it, there's no standard metric so um it's hard to know like what the footprint land footprint's going to be for each one Yeah but it's but, a lot But the point it, is you got 30,000 to to deliver 1,000 terawatts per year we need 700,000 to meet the global uh electricity demand which not going to happen
0: yeah, and you and you said that, um, I think in episode 80, did you say they're made in part with coal? They are. That was in that documentary, Planet of the Humans. Instead of taking
1: sand and making, you know, like glass out of it, uh, that's too impure. They actually take giant lumps of coal and they heat that up, I think with the sand. I'm not sure, but they, t- they use coal to make the solar panels. Just oh, like you ex- use natural gas to make fertilizer.
0: That could explain in part why they're shutting down uh, coal mines around the European Union right now, because they're going to steal all that coal to make their crappy uh, solar panels. Except for
1: Germany. Breaking news, you know, I think two weeks ago, Germany is actually now tearing down a wind farm to expand a coal coal mine.
0: That's crazy, because in uh, Poland, (laughs) they were shutting down. They're in the process of shutting down. I believe it was the largest uh electricity producing coal mine in the european union and the second largest coal reserve in poland uh, i went and saw it. i haven't put it out yet i shot some video there um my father-in-law used to work at the coal mine so mm-hmm. but now they're talking about i mean when you're standing there it looks like a crater it's huge uh and, right He was telling me, well, the plan, at least, you know, he kind of watches the Fox News equivalent of um, news over there. So whatever the mainstream narrative is, is that they're going to take it and they're going to turn it into the largest man-made lake, I think, in all of Europe. And then build it into basically like a disney world resort type of thing and they promise the thousands upon thousands of people that work there that they will be retrained i'm not kidding you to work at the amusement park so they won't lose their job (laughs) so i wonder uh how much coal
1: ash is going to be floating around in that water that lake (laughs)
0: <laughs> yes i asked him that he said that they actually it's going to take several years they have to basically create all this concrete to fill it in and like uh like basically uh secure securing the walls and everything i'm like geez, how much concrete is this going to take i mean this thing is miles wide it's it's you know really, how they make concrete uh what do they crush up for that coal oh uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess they're going to have to keep digging that.
1: Me- meanwhile, well, it they're might shutting be a- and, uh, It might be asphalt. It might- I might have it mixed up in my head. It might be asphalt with coal. Well,
0: well me- me- meanwhile, they're uh, driving up the coal prices while this is going on. And many people over there... Uh, have coal-fired furnaces in their house. That's what uh, my in-laws have to heat their house. And so the coal has gone, like, through the roof over there, just like uh, home heating oil here. And there's literally people lining up for, like, a week. I mean, I I, I saw the news reports here, and a lot of times I'll try to find a local source to tell me if it's true, not that it's just, like, U.S. propaganda. And uh, my father-in-law said, no, it's true. There's people lining up, like, three, four days, Uh, ahead to get this stuff and then people are burning garbage luckily over there uh, a lot of people have big like eight ten acre plots with a lot of uh forest so they can basically uh cut down trees in the yard as they thin the 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 dead trees and they have a lot of firewood to use but that's what he's in the process of converting his um Coal stove over to a coal and wood stove right now so he can burn oh nice
1: i i I just looked it up yeah coal is used to make concrete
0: (laughs) well that's amazing so they're gonna have to dig another coal uh, i mean they claim that they're gonna open up another coal mine but see again it's not just here when you start talking to people in other countries you can see all of this stuff going on so anyway I had went and uh, looked it up while I was there after my wife translated for me, and I learned about it, and I looked it up, and uh, the closing of that coal plant, which he did not know about, because he was just told it ran out of coal, so they're going to turn it into the amusement park, actually ties into uh, the agendas 2030 and 2050. So, it was like a promise that Poland made as a sustainable nation. So, now, uh, you know, you can see these rules and regulations taking shape all across the West. I wonder if Poland
1: got some debt relief in order you know for uh for closing that coal mine cuz we're, we're going to get into this in later episodes but the IMF and the World Bank are um providing as the solution oh Poland you can't make your debt payments in your US do- dollar denominated debt well you uh you make these concessions and we'll give you a haircut on the debt
0: Oh, okay. Typical bribery. So it's like similar to here uh, over the years when they got a lot of the states hooked on the federal highway dollars. And then they used that years ago. Where they would say, yeah. okay, well, we're not going to, then say they gave your state $1 billion or $2 billion a year from the federal government for highway funds. Then all of a sudden, when they wanted to push Common Core into the schools, because I, I had done a story on this like 15 years ago. And then they said, well, if you don't put Common Core in, you're going to have the highway dollars pulled from you. So see, that's how they start then socially engineering uh, states. And so then when there were people running for office or there were right-leaning, more conservative governors that wanted to run on, screw the federal government, we don't need the highway dollars, they would invest a lot of money running TV ad campaigns in your state saying, you know, Governor Jim hates his state. He won't take this $2 billion that could help the people of Michigan. You know, (laughs) like so they would actually start running that against you in order to force you to keep taking the highway dollars so then they can manipulate you and force you to put in Common Core and other things that you really didn't want. And then people want to know why almost every state in this country runs as if they're just operated directly out of the federal government. Well, that's how they get it done. Bribery.
1: Yep. Bribery. Yep. All right. What do we have next on the uh, on the list? All right. Here?
0: We've got this one, which is the electric uh, electricity consumption.
1: Yeah, that's just um, showing the, uh, that came from the IEA, the International uh, Energy Agency. That's just showing the 2019 world total electricity final consumption of 22,848 terawatts of electricity.
0: Okay, so that's the number that, okay, that's where you pulled the information from for this last graph here. Okay. Correct. So he doesn't just make this stuff up, ladies and gentlemen. He actually has the source documents.
1: Yeah, everything we're talking about is 95% source documents and 5% you and I uh, speculating as to what they're going to do next and where they're going with it.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I wanted, and the thing is, that the more that you're researching for um, your business and your personal investments, and the more you research just out of curiosity because you like talking about this stuff, um, the more you're finding, and eventually, you, you guys, you'll get to the point, on a lot of this stuff where you don't even have to guess, where you get to the point where 100% of this is fact yep. because the more documents you look through and you can start connecting them into other documents, the more pieces you put together when you're doing an investigation like this, you will find yep. the truth. I, I have yet to find them really hide much from us. Uh, I mean, they pretty much put everything out in the open if you if you're looking for it.
1: Exactly. And so, yeah, so the graphic we have now is rather interesting. This came from a UN document. It's the Emissions Gap Report 2022. Ironically, remember I called you when I found this document. I was reading reading just the you know, like executive summary. Uh, ironically, the title of this document is called The Closing Window. <laughs> remember Klaus Schwab said COVID was like a great opportunity <laughs> for the Great Reset? Well, now they're saying the, the, the window's closing. And this entire document, it's like a 100 pages long. This entire document is literally saying, hurry up, people. We're running out of time. They're going to catch on to our scheme. That's the theme of the document.
0: Yeah, and I I showed on this show too, Peter Thiel even. So you take Klaus Schwab on the perceived one side and Peter Thiel on a perceived other side. And when COVID kicked off, Peter Thiel came out and he said, hey, there's going to be some great business opportunities here. And we could finally move the old financial system out and the new financial system in. And then he got a bunch of government contracts to do COVID. Uh, tracking <laughs> while it was going on and he was raking in the big bucks and you were supposed to believe he was an ally of freedom and liberty. Um, but this right. document, yeah, it's great. And at first, when I saw the closing window, I said, okay, that must be like their new bumper sticker slogan, like save energy, close your windows. But no, folks, that's not what it means.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, they're not happy with, uh, with the, I guess the policymakers around the world and us plebs uh not not following the climate change hustle. Uh so they're they're pointing the finger saying hurry up. Uh so the chart we're looking at here is household consumption based emissions uh by by groups and those groups are basically income groups, right? So you're looking at household glo- uh, greenhouse gas emissions in 2019 and it's based on, you know, I Whatever T stands for, CO2 per capita, and so we'll just do the U.S. They've got Russia and China and the world and Europe and Brazil and Indonesia and India here. So the largest, you know, countries in the world or regions, but the U.S. It's got this gray bar, okay, and it goes all the way over to 250 T CO2 carbon dioxide per capita, and it's got a little gray triangle out there. That gray triangle is the top one percent. Income earners, household incomes in the US, their carbon footprint is 250. You don't need to know the actual uh you know what 250, what it's just 250, okay. The next 10, you know, 2 through 10 percent income per capita households in the United States are are at 50. So obviously there's a big gap between 250 and 50. So the top one percent, the Elon Musk of the world, flying around on their private jets, are by their carbon footprint is five times that of somebody in the two to ten percent household income earners. Okay. Then you get down to the next; they call it middle forty percent. So that's fifty percent up to that ten percent, which would maybe be you know middle class or upper middle class. And you got another spot on the gray bar. It's maybe at 20. It's less than half of 50, but not much less. And then when you look at the bottom 50% of wage earners in the U.S., they're literally at like 10. So, but yet who's getting the blame for the, their quote unquote, you know, climate change uh, alarmist is the bottom 50%, or at least the bottom 90% even though our carbon footprint is like a penny compared to their $100 bill.
0: Yeah, you have the uh, middle class, um, yeah, basically sitting like you, it's about at 20. So 20 and, and beneath 20 is the middle class and lower uh, income. But yeah, yeah it's, guys. Elite, I mean, it's, it's, guys. You, you you have yeah. You have the next nine. So this is top ten percent. You have sitting at fifty, going all the way out to two fifty. So they're and so they're taking up two hundred on this chart of two fifty, is the top ten percent. And yeah, Yeah. it's always the middle class and the, uh, you know, poverty stricken folks blame for everything. When in fact, the top 10 are the guys taking everything and really the top one, like you said, the Elon Musk of the world are using up the majority. And this chart, uh, although. For other countries, let's say Russia, it only goes up to about 190. If you take China, it goes up to 150. But this chart is basically the same when you go through USA, Russia, China, World, Europe, Brazil, They're Indonesia. All the same. India.
1: The rich are the ones with the big carbon footprint. Again, we've already proven that carbon dioxide is not causing climate change through the the documentary and those you know former IPCC scientists and, and data from NASA and NOAA. Right? We proved that in episode 80. Right. But assuming it's real, right, if you think CO2 is a problem, well, the elites are the ones putting 10 to 20 times amount of CO2 into the atmosphere than everybody else.
0: Yes, and just a reminder, in case you guys are lost, this came out of the Emissions Gap Report 2022, the closing window. This came out of the UN. The UN. Directly from the United Nations. Right, so this is not again a chart that came from Alex Jones or you know I don't know <laughs> Tucker Carlson scribbled it out on a napkin. No, uh, or I they don't brought to on right, or they brought on some engineer from a university from Liberty University who says that like that's not true. No, these are their own documents. Like they're admitting to this. Yep. And uh, you could pretty much say right now, in the world, in, in the country we live in, in the world we live in, any of these people that sit in the top 1%. Uh, And this is just the way it is, folks. This idea of becoming a billionaire by creating an invention in your garage all on your own. It's just that's a lie. Like all this top 1%. These are government contractors, government-connected folks, uh, people that float in and out of the government. They sit on the boards of different banks, then they move back over into the government, then they're the attorney general, then they move out to another. All these guys, Elon Musk, Peter Thiel, Bill Gates, Eric Schmidt, Jeff Bezos, all all government contractors, all of them. So, all the people uh, that are using up and have the, uh, all the, this energy and have the largest carbon footprint are, in fact, the very oligarchs, uh, <laughs> the guys who actually are the puppets of the government. These are the guys, and yeah. they're using it all and up and they're, they're trying the to blame it on telling
1: us. us. Uh, tell, right. They're telling everybody else, you got to stop using carbon.
0: Yeah. And so, you guys understand this. When the final. It's not a final solution because there's never a final solution. But when you reach the end goal of this phase uh, and they turn around and say, we're going to have to go on carbon credit back CBDC. And some of us are going to have to be taken out of the workforce because we emit too much carbon. So they're going to give us UBI. None of these guys are going to be operating on that system. Only we are. These guys will not be operating on energy certificates. that's not the way. Well it it's just like when the EU implemented these new
1: rules for, for climate change you know, it was like, okay, it included uh, like like private or, or jet traffic like airline traffic, but it excluded private jets and then they yeah. came back and excluded yachts. <laughs> so those don't emit any carbon and they're okay. but you use if you fly on a 747, that's bad. That 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 kills the climate. But our private jets don't.
0: Yeah, that was like years ago, Jim, when the Kennedy family were pushing uh, for windmills in the very beginning of the windmill craze. And yeah. then one of the groups building the windmills wanted to put them up uh, right outside of Martha's Vineyard. And the Kennedys were like, <laughs> nope. oh, hell no. Hell no, you're not doing that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> It'll ruin the view. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, next graph. Well, that one
0: is, folks, like, that one is damning. And, again, um, hopefully by the end of today... Now that the Young Bucks have a system to do it, this episode 88 will be up on pain.tv slash gold and we'll, again, have all the graphs and charts in the video and then also we'll upload everything so you can take a look at the charts and download them if you want them because that one is that one is damning. I, I mean, all of them are, but that one is great because you're able to show your climate change buddies that believe in this stuff. Uh, you say, hey, well, can't we solve the problem by just... I don't know, arresting all the elites and locking them in Guantanamo? Like, wouldn't we reduce our carbon footprint by 90%? <laughs> I mean, we if would. those guys were out of we the would. picture, wouldn't the problem be solved?
1: Yeah. Well, this chart that we have now, if I don't know how many of the listeners saw Al Gore and his inconvenient you know, truth and all this crap that he was pushing 20 years ago. And he had a chart that was, it was, it was dubbed the hockey stick chart, right? Where he showed temperatures skyrocketing just fairly recently, which is not true. It was all taken out of context. But anyways, we have an in-context, it's not out of context, it's in-context, a rival hockey stick chart. <laughs> this chart is from the Energy Information Agency, Federal Government Agency in the U.S., EIA, okay? Um, And it is United States LNG, which is liquefied natural gas imports and exports from 1985 to 2021. There's a blue line and there's an orange line. The blue line is imports. They bumped up, you know, in the late 90s and they peaked around 2007. And then they have gone steadily down almost to zero since. Now, they didn't get very high. It only got to, you know, 800 billion cubic feet a day um and then the imports i mean the exports the orange line the exports with the shale boom uh in the mid 2000s 2000, so 2010 to 2015 the shale boom happened we started drilling and uh we figured out how to drill horizontally and we got a lot more oil and natural gas uh well this the natural gas exports uh started skyrocketing in 2015 and it folks it is straight up To 2021, it literally is steeper than any of the first hill roller coasters you've ever witnessed. It is straight up, and it's all the way up at 3,600 billion cubic feet of gas.
0: Let me just show people this. It kind of looks like my nose. So, sort of looks like my (laughs) my nose there. See that? Look at that. It is. It is (laughs) straight up. Yep. But uh, yeah, wild. I mean, it's it goes, in 2015, it goes from uh, basically Zero. Uh, like one Zero. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, all the way up to 3,600 billion cubic feet, uh, going all the way, hitting, hitting 3,600 uh, billion cubic feet by 2020, so in a five-year period. I mean, it literally is going off the chart.
1: Yep. And we've got more data we're going to cover in a few minutes that uh, it's going to show that that, sh- that line is going to continue to, to go straight up
0: right and so the audience understands again that's uh liquefied natural gas imports that we're bringing into the u.s versus exports so the natural gas that we're drilling for and then exporting to other countries right right
1: the exports are off the chart imports have basically gone to zero because we don't need imports the only real imports that i know of is uh, up in the northeast because they won't allow pipelines and they've got that regional uh you know the RGCCI or whatever that little climate uh carbon credit scheme they got going on up there in the northeast they actually import some some liquefied natural gas from europe uh, in in i think it's outside of boston but they I won't mean- pipe it from pennsylvania
0: I was going to say the funniest part, Jim, is if it's natural gas that we send out from like a terminal in Texas, it gets to (laughs) Europe and then they put it back on the ship and send it back over here. Possibly.
1: (laughs) Possibly. If they put RFD uh, ID chips on on the natural gas, we can figure it out.
0: (laughs) Oh, don't worry. They'll do that. But no, it's similar to like when we started bribing all the farmers uh, with subsidies to turn their corn supply into ethanol instead of for feed corn you know or for food and then we end up importing all this corn from mexico you're like well wait we, we just get or we export a bunch of corn down to mexico and then import other corn it, from mexico you're like what this doesn't even make sense this stuff that they do right right it's crazy all right so now this one is the uh, monthly dry shale gas production chart Yeah. So this chart is, it just goes from 2007 to
1: 2022. And it's just a steady increase. It looks like, you know, any mountain, if you will. And it's got all of the different oil and gas, major oil and gas plays in the country uh, that produce Nat Gas. And, and you can see that when we started drilling for shale, uh, you know, horizontally in about 2010 ish, when it really ramped up, it started to steadily increase. So we went from about, five billion cubic feet a day to about eighty billion cubic feet a day eighty eighty one and actually we've we hit recently we hit a hundred uh billion cubic feet a day of, of net gas production in the country but this just has it broken out into different plays you know Marcellus, Permian Utica, Haynesville, Eagleford, I the chart shows you all the different states they come from, Pennsylvania, Texas, Louisiana, Oklahoma, et cetera. The next chart though, This one's really, really interesting. So remember, folks, they're telling us that we have to go to zero carbon emissions, which means zero oil and zero natural gas by 2050. That's what we keep hearing from the UN. Well, this is a chart, again, from the uh, U.S. Energy Information Administration. In their annual energy outlook, 2022, came out in March. And it shows the dry natural gas production by type, which means you know lower forty-eight, other forty-eight onshore and uh, offshore, and onshore, and then tight shale gas. So in 2021, we're producing about 35 trillion cubic feet a year. They're projecting and all this out all the way to 2050. Now, if you listen to the salespeople, you would expect this production to go in what direction down correct
0: dustin what direction is it going uh it's going up uh steadily <laughs> increasing year up. after year yeah it's a steady rise
1: it's it's not it's not a spike rise but it's a steady rise and of course you know they're going to try to dampen this cuz of, of the the source of the information and it's still rising even in 2050 which means natural gas is going nowhere.
0: Right. And let's just stress that. That is the whole point of, you know, this part of the discussion is that it just blows another hole in the climate change hustle, in the marketing, in the narrative, okay? Because the numbers and the the stats and everything we're looking at here behind the scenes, the stuff that they don't put on television – all right, the stuff that you don't hear about from Al Gore or from these guys that go out there and push the hustle, this always shows an increase in these fossil fuels where the climate hustle is about how uh, windmills and solar panels and EV cars are going to overtake fossil fuels, but everything they're showing on their internal projections are that that is just not the case. It's just not going to happen. They're not even projecting this. Like if all of a sudden you saw these charts and they showed – this kind of a rise in windmills and solar panels and oil and natural gas going down, okay, then we'd have to sit here and make an argument that they're lying and say, well, they're lying, those charts aren't real, it can't be done, and then you have to prove they don't have enough acreage to install this, they don't have enough money, enough manpower, enough resources to build these things. But that's not the case. So the only thing now that you're proving they're lying about is the marketing, the branding, the narrative. That is the lie. That's the climate hustle. And we don't even have
1: to prove it. It's their own documents prove it. We don't have to speculate at all.
0: No, we're just proving that their documents behind the scenes prove that the narrative that they've spun is a complete and total lie. Exactly. I mean, it, it's crazy. It's, it's you, I mean, I don't know, like people used to shout about this all the time. If this was in the case of a business, you'd be saying, wait a second, that's false advertising. You know, if Mike Lindell <laughs> came out, and he goes, I'm Mike Lindell. This is my pillow. It's so beautiful and so fluffy. And then you got it and it was full of bricks. But somehow he wanted to keep telling you it was fluffy and full of down feathers and you'd be saying, No, it's not, it's full of bricks. I have it right here. And he goes, No, those are down feathers. And he keeps trying to sell you on the idea that you're holding a bag of down feathers when you clearly see it's a bag of bricks. And that's what they do. They don't care. If you figure out that it's a bag of bricks, they keep telling you that it's a bag of feathers. I mean that's what they right, keep doing.
1: You know, just like uh the media has never wavered off of their stance that the inflation, global inflation that we're, the world's experiencing right now is because of the Russian invasion. Oil prices are higher because of Russia going into Ukraine, which is complete bullshit. Go pull the chart. Oil prices rose in 2021. When did Russia, the Russia-Ukraine conflict start? February, March of 22.